0: reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Welcome in to our first episode of Beyond Basic. I am Kayla Anderson, joined by the one, only, Gabriella Giovanni. And by the way, she goes by Ella, is that correct?
1: Yes, Ella, <laughs> Ella... In the house.
0: And although I did call you when you were interning with me, I called you Gabby a couple times.
1: Yeah, that's a big no no. Anyone listening, I'm not Gabby. Never will be Gabby. I'm not Gabby.
0: And so if you want to know our background, by the way, we actually met when Ella was an intern at 10TV in Columbus, Ohio. (laughs) She is a lot younger than me, but guess what? Age doesn't define us because we both act. The age of 21.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, little did I know that when I was getting this internship at a local station in Columbus, that I would have met my best friend because the first time she walked into the office, I was sitting at one of the desks looking at the computer, just terrified because it's (laughs) scary interning at a news station for the first time. And she came in, she barely said hello to me. Mm -hmm. And I was thinking, oh, Okay, this is this is scary.
0: <laughs> that's the thing though, and you know me now so well that when somebody comes in that's new, I definitely have to fill them out because I'm definitely one of those people who likes to get a feel for what I'm going to get myself into. And I can pretty much... you were
1: trying to feel me, that is for sure. Yes,
0: and I can get a good vibe though, probably in the first 10 minutes of talking to someone. So needless to say, I got a great vibe because now we're best friends. (laughs) Three years later. Here we are. Here Here we we are. are. So (laughs) we are doing this podcast because Ella and I are both extremely passionate. We both are in the sports broadcasting business and we thought... We should bring it together and bring our thoughts and our ideas together and do this podcast because we cover so many different sports and we've met a lot of people along the way. And so we thought it would be fun to bring it to a podcast and to share that with everybody out there who's interested in sports. And we came up with Beyond Basic because like ourselves, we're probably the most far from basic Girls, you'll ever meet, <laughs> and we want to get into more just the base. We want to get beyond the basics of sports in this podcast,
1: yeah. And really, kind of what we love. I, I hate using that term because obviously, if you're in sports, you would hope that you love it, yep. Um, but I think there's so much more to why we love it, what has brought us here to this point. Um and because like you said, there is a bit of an age difference, we will not go into detail, <laughs> Kayla. Nope. But what you experienced in your career as a as opposed to mine is so vastly different. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's what makes our relationship so great because I can learn so many things from you, but then you also kind of learn from me. Mm-hmm. From what I'm learning is I'm
0: going along um, at the same time. And I think that that's great for anybody who maybe wants a podcast to listen to who is thinking about going into this business. I think this might be a really good podcast for you to listen to because we're going to touch on both sides of um the business when it comes to somebody who's been in it for a while somebody who's new to it we both have experienced so many different things and i think it's going to be helpful for anybody out there who wants some advice along the way
1: and besides that we have so many wonderful guests we're going to be having on the show which is very exciting like kayla said we have met so many people um, throughout our respective journeys that we can't wait to bring them on the show and really push the limits and hear from them and hear their stories um, because that's what also draws us to this business is getting to meet people and hearing their stories and that's one of my favorite things to do um, in this career.
0: Yeah, I'm super excited. We've already been trying to uh, line up guests. We've got a long, long list, and they're not going to just be from one place. They're going to be from all over the country in all different types of sports, some of them even maybe not athletes, but people who are extremely connected to athletes, so we're going to hit on about every topic out there and hopefully get into a little bit more of their lives and what they do outside of actual you know athletics so that'll be cool too
1: yeah i'm so excited to get this thing going okay
0: and i wanted to ask you ella so that people had a little bit of background and then i'll go and share my story but People always ask me, well, were you a former athlete? That's the first question I always get when people hear I'm a sports broadcaster. (laughs) Well, guess what? You don't have to be an athlete to have a passion for sports. Ella, where did you find your passion?
1: So this is my story. I actually trained in classical ballet until I was 17. Mm -hmm. When I say trained, I was training to be a professional. By the time I was 13, I was dancing 30 plus hours a week. I mean, I lived, I breathed it, I did it every single day except for Sundays. Um, I was training at basically the highest level you possibly could unless I had quit school basically and homeschooled. That was the next step, truly, of of more I could have possibly done. Um, I performed in endless nutcrackers, endless performances. I I had incredible experiences growing up. and I wanted to be the best. I always wanted to be the best in, in ballet. And that's where my passion lied. And um, I, I worked my tail off. I, I always did. And I took it very seriously. And um, really, really, that's... I was always so focused and so disciplined at a very young age. Well, yep. with that said, since I, I was that way, I was very type A. Well, I still am type A. But yes, very sure. type A at a young age. Um I put a lot of pressure on myself and that pressure never came from my parents and never came from the mm-hmm. people in my ballet company. It, I put it on myself because I think the people around me knew they didn't have to put it on me because yep. it was already there. And um, because of all of that stress, I found an outlet in sports. And so I, my dad has five sisters and then had two daughters. And um, I kind of somehow found myself laying on the living room floor every sunday watching football with my dad and i would ask endless questions and i wanted to learn the game and i became obsessed just like i was obsessed with ballet i came obsessed with mastering yeah football and understanding it because it was something i wanted to share with my dad uh, because i was a dancer and my sister uh danced still dances now i i felt like he needed something to connect with us you know he loved watching us dance of course but this was a little different and um that's really where, where I found my passion. And then um, when it wasn't football season, he would take us to baseball games all, all summer long. And and I fell in love with that. That's where it really grew. And so then when my career um, ended unexpectedly when I was 17, um, I kind of fell into this. This was then something t- to focus on. I, mm-hmm. I became more obsessed with watching sports casts on tv i never really watched that much because i was always at the studio to be honest with you um and i would read more and, and learn more and really dive in and and my passion really grew from there so it was definitely there at a young age mm-hmm. um but then when i kind of had everything taken away from me
0: sports really came in and and, and saved me to say the least and just so the people out there know we're from completely opposite sides of the country. Literally. Uh, yeah. She She's from Philadelphia, so you can see right there her connection with sports is extremely strong because yes. you grew up in a household with a dad Ooh. who is a Philly fan of all sorts, and yep. you yep. had no choice really but to be fanatic. Oh, oh yeah, yeah.
1: Not, not to turn away any listeners to the podcast, but no. I'm brought up to hate Dallas. Yep. That's, that's the way it is. We love the Eagles. We love the Phillies, obviously the Flyers and the Sixers too, but growing up in Philadelphia, it's, it's Eagles country all the time.
0: So I'm from Washington state, which again is the opposite side of the country. Mm -hmm. Um, the people there, as you probably have heard are a little bit more laid back, but (laughs) as you have seen with the Seahawks and really how that football, um, organization has grown and had success over the years. The, the the fans are extremely passionate. Although they're laid back, they are extremely passionate. So for me, my background, I'm not from Seattle. I'm actually from the opposite side of the state in Spokane. But my passion for sports actually started very similar to Ella's. And I was a dancer at the age of three my mom put me into dance and she wanted me to be coordinated because she was never coordinated so (laughs) at the age of three and I can remember that far back they put me into dance and we started doing recitals and I always remember I was the kid when it came to recital time that knew the whole dance that knew every move that always would move to the front of the stage because nobody else knew what they were doing And here's me doing the whole performance, and in the background, six or seven girls are just goofing off and picking their nose, and so on and
1: so (laughs) forth. Wait, can I interrupt you real quick? (laughs) Yes. When Kayla told me this in the office one day, when I was getting to know Kayla at 10TV, and she told me she was also a dancer... The relief I felt because I felt like, okay, I belong. It's okay. I used to be so ashamed that that was part of my story that I couldn't say I was this three-sport athlete in high school. And so when she said that, I thought, okay, I'm okay. This is okay. I'm in the right place. Yeah. And it just felt so much better because you feel this pressure that you have to say, you know, you were Gatorade Player of the Year in your state. And it doesn't have to be that way. <laughs> you know,
0: and I love that you brought that up because, you know, that is how I I developed my passion for, I think, competitiveness. I knew from the start that I was a different child because I knew that, like you, nobody had to pressure me into being the best. I wanted to be the best. And I always wanted to be the best in every aspect of my life. I mean, even during... School, like middle school, I remember they would post grades and I would, the minute they'd post grades, I'd run up to it. And if I wasn't first or second, I had to do everything I could to get first or second on the list. So I knew that that was like a part of my lifestyle was that competitiveness. But I also had to accept the fact while I did play softball as well growing up, I wasn't always just this naturally great athlete. And I had to accept that at some point. But I instead started to channel my passion for sports and, you know, entertaining, performing into that TV broadcasting side of things. So that's really, like you, I'm very similar with my background. Uh, That's where it came from. And the discipline was already instilled in me. All those things, those are what athletes do on a daily basis. We're just not naturally gifted like that, but... Mm -hmm. That doesn't go to say that we can't be sitting here talking about sports. And obviously now we are. And so I think if you want to start any way you want to start, as long as you have a passion for sports and you understand how competitive and the drive you need to do it, as long as you have that, you can be in this business, but you don't have to be some spectacular athlete.
1: Well, I think it's funny too. I think my ballet training for so many years, I don't think I know prepared me for this career and in a, in a number of different ways. but but what I'll just say right now is I think it prepared me to connect to athletes, which I think it's funny because when I'm approaching an athlete to to talk to them, a player or whoever, they don't know my background, but I feel a connection to them because I know what it takes. Mm-hmm. You know, physically and mentally, emotionally every single day. And and I, I understand their lifestyle, even though um, we were working towards two different things. I was working in a studio and they're working on a field or on the ice or on a court or a track or wherever. I,
0: I, I get them more than they probably understand. Exactly. And that is something that I have developed. Believe it or not, I like to just some background and where I've been. Cause we talk about, you know, Oh, Kayla has been in the business for a while. So just some background really quick on where I came from in this business. I like to relate my career and what I've gone through to the, the steps in a minor league system for baseball. You start as a rookie at the bottom and you climb your way up all the way to what we all would like to get to would be the majors. And so for me, I have taken this really long journey i've been in seven markets i started in a teeny tiny market in bend oregon and i'm now in nashville tennessee but in between i've made stops all over the country and i've really had to work hard to get to that next level and i relate myself to an athlete in that way because there's so many trials and tribulations you go through and it's so hard and sometimes you want to quit i've wanted to quit a lot of times oh my
1: god but
0: i just i can't i have that natural passion to keep going and to keep working hard and so i think you're right ella you are able to relate to these athletes for those reasons mm mm-hmm.
1: yeah it's, I mean, and my sister will soon be a professional dancer and I see what she's going through right now in mm-hmm. terms of audition season and trying to get into these ballet companies and, and it's the same thing. I, I see it. I watch it. I, I lived it at one point point. Um, and it's just so crazy that I was working my whole life for, for one dream and to achieve one thing and it was preparing me for something totally different that I didn't have in mind, but it was some what was
0: what I was meant to do is, is what it was preparing me for. So before we wrap up this podcast and get excited on working on some of our others, Ella, why don't you let some of the people out there know just what your, your main sports are, what you like and what your, um, kind of background is right now in the sports broadcasting business. Sure. So
1: I'm, you know, never, never hide this one, but I love football. It's, Mm -hmm. it's, it's my bread and butter. It's what I know. Um, it's what I love. Obviously it's, it's what I grew up on. Um, but. And she went to Ohio State. And I went to Ohio State. Go Bucks. Yes. But, um, you quickly learn though in this business, it's, it's about how much you love what you do. You know, Mm -hmm. I started, I started my career right after college. I, uh, moved to Boston. I worked for the New England Revolution. I worked for a major league soccer team. And um, my exposure to Major League Soccer was very minimal before taking the job. And even in the interview process, I said, I said look, I, I don't have that much experience. I covered a lot of college soccer, but college soccer is a lot different than Major League Soccer. And um, I said, but, you know, if I were fortunate enough to receive this position, I will work my tail off to, to learn everything I need to know, and I, and I will attack this, and, and I will get it right. And now soccer has become something that I follow on a daily basis. I I love it. And it's funny because people say, do you even like soccer? And -hmm. it's not about that. I love what I do. I love telling stories. I love covering these teams. I love talking X's and O's. And so, yes, I do love soccer. Football is always going to be my first love. Always, always, always. Sure. But, but you grow a love for so many other things. Y- you know, I, I watched the Flyers growing up, but um, wasn't exposed, I guess, enough in terms of just simple rules and, and tactics and things like that. And then I covered the Columbus Blue Jackets with Kayla and I a love for hockey was born mm-hmm. in Columbus, you know? So, so it's a matter of kind of where the, the journey takes you and you find newfound love, I guess you could say in, in places you wouldn't expect. And so right now I do, um, all freelance work. I'm based out of Chicago, um, for major league soccer, the Chicago fire uh, here in Chicago. I do stuff for the big 10 network. I have some other things coming up soon. Um, but that's, that's
0: basically, that's basically it for me. So she's, you know, mentioned footballs for main sport, but she's fell in love with some sports along the way. And that's what happens in this business. When you're covering sports, I'm on the opposite side. I'm, I'm not in freelance. I'm in um, local sports, and I have been since I graduated college. So when I have been hopping around different cities every two years or so, I don't have a choice of what I cover. So what I found though, is everything that I end up covering, I I end up really putting my 100% into it. So even when I covered NASCAR, when I lived in Alabama, guess what, I never even knew a thing about NASCAR, but when I covered it, I was super passionate about it. And now to this day, I, I understand it because I had to know about it. But like Ella was saying, because we love sports so much, because we have that passion, it doesn't matter what we're covering. We love doing it because we love our jobs. But my passion is hockey. I grew up with a WHL team in Spokane called the Spokane Chiefs, and I grew up with a grandfather who's from Canada. So my brother played club hockey since he was three years old. I, I know the sport extremely well, and I. Uh, her hockey knowledge is terrifying and it's 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 a tough sport I mean Ella knows it's
1: it's hard to learn it's when you have to talk it it's hard to learn it's
0: hard to learn and it takes listen I'm still learning things about it and I've been around it my entire life but I had the pleasure of covering my first NHL team in the Columbus Blue Jackets for three years and then I've been down here in this Preds mania for the last two years so I'm really getting a full taste of the NHL and it's it's extremely fun to cover. I always tell people if they've never gone to a hockey game, you should definitely go you have because to. It's different from watching on TV, you know, it's so different. It's so different, better in person. So those are just I mean, we're so all across the board when it comes to what sports we can talk about, we can really touch on about everything. So that's why I'm so excited for this podcast. If you want something to listen to, I think this will be a fun one when we get some guests on here as well.
1: Yes, and if you keep up with us too on um, social media, we will constantly be posting who we have coming on the show, what to look out for, things that we're doing, um, and we'll also keep you updated on what we're both doing in our respective careers as well outside of
0: the podcast. And you can follow us on Twitter. It is at Beyond Basic Pod, and you can also follow us on our individual Twitters. Mine is at Kayla Anderson TV. And I am at Ella Didge, D-I-D-G-E. My last name's a long one. Not very TV friendly, but it works. It's it okay. Works. Once you start saying it, I remember the first time I had to, like, say her last name, I actually tried to, like, avoid it because I didn't <laughs> want to screw it up, especially because she's Italian. So <laughs> I, I, I always try to avoid it. Once you get it going, it just, like, rolls off the tip of your tongue. So yeah, once you
1: know it, it's, it's really easy. But it's funny, whenever I do sideline, um... You know, you don't you're working with different groups of of play by play. You know, it's not always the same consistent people. And so I think they see my name and they panic because they're thinking we're going to have to throw it down to her and say her name. So usually I actually phonetically spell it out on a piece of paper and put it in front of them to try and make it as (laughs) easy as possible. But it's DeGiovanni. D. D. Giovanni.
0: Yes. It's, it's, once you get it going, it's fine. It's like athletes though. Like when we're doing highlights or anything, when you're doing hockey highlights, especially, uh, it's definitely the phonetics help you. You have to spell Mm -hmm. it out because I just freak out at some of the names that I look at. So she's just like, she's just like an athlete. She's got a name uh, that's like that. As for Anderson. Well, that's what,
1: there's more pressure. I feel like for me, because I know what it feels like when people don't say my name correctly or. struggle to get it out so then I don't want to mess up players names because I know
0: how it feels oh definitely I mean I I always want to get it right and some players are so nice because they'll just like they'll they'll let you say it the wrong way and so there's like two pronunciations out there for some athletes because they just they're too nice and they don't They don't call you out. And
1: honestly, sometimes if you develop the right relationships with with some of these guys, you can just say, all right, can you just say it for me one time before we go on air? Sometimes I do that just to hear
0: them say it, and it just makes it easier on everyone. Exactly. And my name, if you have to phonetically spell it out, I'm sorry, but you've got an issue. Because Andrew... (laughs) Anderson is about the most basic Norwegian name out there. So sorry, you guys, but it's you, a very clean. It's a clean it TV name. If you can't pronounce it, um, you probably shouldn't be watching this podcast. But
1: um, well, we wanted to thank you They're guys. They're listening. They're listening. K, we're not on TV right now. Exactly. That's we're true. Listening to
0: the podcast. Well, we want to thank you guys for tuning in to podcast number one of Beyond Basic, and we're really excited to get some of these other podcasts out. We're going to try to pump out at least one a week. Yes, I'm so
1: excited to have some guests, get lots of interviews going, um, talk more about even our relationship and how it's grown over the past few years, um, because I I just think it's so important in what we do to have each other and for people like us to have, you know, someone that they can lean on, because I would not be able to do anything I do if I couldn't call Kayla around the clock, which literally we do. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: And that's I'm. I'm the same way. As much as the experience um, that I've gone through and that I have, it doesn't matter. If I wouldn't, if I didn't have a person like Ella, a best friend to lean on, that's also in this business, there's no way that I would get through. Of my week in in TV broadcasting because it's always it would be, rough. It it would would be rough. rough so um <laughs> we'll talk more probably about that subject women in sports in one of our podcasts but for yeah. now we're gonna sign off and we look forward to seeing you guys next week for another episode yeah. of beyond basic yeah thanks for tuning in thanks
1: for the ones who know that a little late is always too late and that the clock doesn't stop just because you're missing a part. Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry and our KeepStock inventory management solutions help ensure you have the right stuff in the right place at exactly the right time. Visit granger.com/keepstock to learn more. Granger. For the ones who get it done.